0: Welcome to Coffee Conversations. My name is Jen LeBanc-Bill Hartz with Shock City School of Music. This is episode six. We have a guest today, Larry Johnson. Um, Not only is he a professional musician, but he is also a music educator. And so I am very excited to welcome him on and Find out a lot of positive things about what he's been doing um, during quarantine before, and also maybe what some of his plans are moving forward. So, welcome on, Larry. Hi, Hi
1: great. Hi, How's Jen? it going? How are you? Great, good to see you. And thanks you for too. having me on. What do you I have really there in your it. hand? Oh, I have my instrument because you know <laughs> yes. I was practicing because that's what we have to do right now as musicians.
0: Yes. Keep so- my so you've got a saxophone. Is that an alto?
1: This is a tenor oh, that's and a tenor. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's a tenor. and uh, um, you know, love to love to play saxophone. any of them really, but tenor's my favorite. Uh, been playing that since I was uh, twelve years old, so uh, I kind of used to it by now. Oh,
0: wow, that's a long time. <laughs>
1: it's a long time, yeah. long longer than you've been alive, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, much more. <laughs> but yeah, so that uh, that's kind of like you know, the theme for us musicians right now is, you know, just practicing and trying to make the most of the time that we have. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of really great music when this all, you know, breaks open.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people have been spending more time practicing, rehearsing, um, recording,
1: mm-hmm. writing,
0: all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's pretty so, amazing, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of It's a, a good way really to spend stuff.
0: your extra time.
1: It is, it is a good way. Something productive, feel like you're still moving forward in, you know, some direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So tenor sax is your favorite. Is that what you normally play when you perform?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, almost exclusively. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, I can play all the other saxophones, but I just really like to have uh, this voice and I uh, consider it to be the voice that I've spent the most time working on and, and developing. So um, okay. I'm kind of partial to that.
0: Oh, well, good. I didn't know that about you. So um, that's pretty interesting. So would you say that most... Um, sax players kind of take the same direction, like where they prefer one voicing over another, or is that just um, exclusive to you?
1: Well, I don't know that it's really exclusive to me, but I I think that, uh, um, well, I guess it just depends on on the individual, their talent and their time. Um, for instance, uh, I have uh, a, you know several friends of mine, local saxophonists that play wonderfully on all the saxophones. Uh, And I'm just very envious that they can sound so good on every one of them. Um, I just choose to focus on tenor because uh, I feel like uh, I have only so much time to practice being a music educator. Um, So I want to make sure that I'm I'm, going to sound proficient on at least one of them.
0: Awesome. So because I've never played saxophone before. So the whole thing, I love sax. It's probably one of my um, favorite instruments, especially when it comes to jazz music. I just love hearing that. Um, it's also, it's always like a really good addition in my opinion. So um, the more you come around, the happier I am. Well,
1: thank you. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. But no,
0: I totally understand yeah. your perspective on it. Like you're perfecting and really spending a lot of time on mm-hmm. that one instrument because they all are so different, is similar as they are. Um, yeah, no, that's really an interesting Way to think about it, but when um, I think
1: about you know a, a singer doesn't work on singing two voices, they work on their voice. You know, right. you think about some of the really great saxophonists um, that have recorded over the years, and you know um, I think of John Coltrane. Well, while he did do some things in alto and a lot on soprano, his first voice was really tenor. And you think of David Sanborn from St. Louis, and you know you think of hearing his alto voice. So I think it's important to just kind of develop your own voice on whatever instrument uh, you can, and if you're Talented enough to develop a you know voice on more than one instrument, well then you know awesome. You know I just choose right. to do this one.
0: Okay, so um, out of the different voicings for sax, which one do you think is most commonly
1: used? I think it depends on the period of time. Um, you know certainly certainly early on uh, the soprano and the tenor were the most pos- pop uh, popular. You had the uh, Sidney Bechet and and you had Lester uh, Lester Young. You know being some of the early forerunners, and then later on, of course, you had Charlie Parker. So people might have uh, associated the sound of the saxophone with, exclusively with just Charlie Parker. Then, of course, later on, you had Sonny Stitz and and John Coltrane. And of course, I'm leaving lots of people out. I'm just yeah. kind of skimming over. And then, you know, in the uh, in the '80s, you had David Sanborn. I mean, you know, thinking of a, of, a, of a sound. And today. In music, I don't know that um, one particular saxophone is the voice of the saxophone anymore. I think because we have the internet and so many more people are out there playing, uh, and you get to hear so much more, I think it's really sort of a, a broad spectrum now.
0: Okay. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've always been very fascinated with it, and I'm sure this is a common thing, but the neck, it looks like a goose, doesn't it? It's yeah, like right, exactly. It's like a goose
1: kind of does. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does look like that, and, and it makes it, uh, <laughs> makes it easy to, to get into your mouth, I think. <laughs> sure. Whatever is, Adolf Sachs, what was doing.
0: So it's a reed instrument, right?
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. I know
0: that at, at least. So um, I know reeds are so tricky. Like, how many reeds do you think you've gone through in your lifetime?
1: Oh man, <laughs> I couldn't even. I, I, I thousands, thousands. I, you know, thousands of reads. Um, When Jim Manley and I used to play in fantasy years ago, we played twenty-five nights a month, wow. and I probably would go through forty-five reads.
0: Oh my gosh, in one night?
1: No, 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 no. I'd oh, over the over course, the of, the course of the month? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Say that. The, okay.
1: Yeah, my uh, my wife would look odd at me when the read bill came in. It was over a thousand dollars.
0: Oh my year. goodness!
1: Yeah. So I mean, it just depends. But,
0: yeah, that's a lot of maintenance and upkeep for an instrument,
1: but well, really, it's just like <laughs> anything else. You know, you, you you find something that sometimes it works and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mother nature. It's wood. Sure. So yeah, so most of the saxophone players struggle with um, finding reeds and using reeds, and you, some people use synthetic reeds. And right. So many. There's a whole science to it. Unfortunately, I I'm not that smart. I have to go with the science of I put it on does it play or doesn't it? If it doesn't play, I (laughs) try it again. Later on, if it plays, I leave it on and play it. So
0: yeah, you have to hope you don't have a crack or anything like that too.
1: Yeah. You have to have more than one ready to go. (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: Awesome. Well, why don't we transition? So we talked a lot about the instrument, which I love talking about that. Um, learning about the sax is very interesting. Um, so you are a Band director at mm-hmm. the middle school level, or is it all is it elementary and middle, um, at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Cottleville? Mm-hmm. Um, so private school. And um, so I'm sorry, you're, you're saying which, which grade levels?
1: I actually teach fourth through eighth grade. So I start kids at nine years old playing instruments. And then I also uh, conduct an ad, as an adjunct member of the St. Dominic High School Oh. Um, in St. O'Fallon, I, I do the okay. jazz ensemble there. Oh, I so don't I, think I
0: knew that. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah That's I, I have the opportunity to teach kids from nine to 18. So, uh, wow. uh and then a brief time, I was all, also on the faculty at Lindenwood University, which was really awesome. Got a lot of great things going at Lindenwood. Nice. Put, yes. Uh, to put, put a plug in for them. So I had the opportunity to teach nine-year-olds to however old college students were at that time. And so, when,
0: when was that, that you were, um, adjunct with Lindenwood?
1: Um, it was several years ago. I don't remember the exact dates. I was there for about six years.
0: Okay, I um, I finished my degree there. Um, that was two thousand nine, two thousand ten.
1: Yeah, no, it was certainly it was after, after
0: that. After.
1: I, yeah, I think I was probably there from fourteen to twenty. No, probably twelve to eighteen. I think I've been. Okay. First well, they've
0: got that. a they've got a really awesome music program. I feel they like do. even since. So when I. Went, I think the the big music building had just been completed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that opened up a lot of opportunities for students, um, especially in performance, obviously. But ever, you know, since I've been there, it's been 10 years. Um, I feel like so much more has come from it.
1: Absolutely. There's
0: now, you know, music business. And I think there, I, I don't know if there's production and recording, but there's just so many more elements. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, obviously I'm more on the music business side Um, I went in kind of music education, um, but did more of a music core, but got a splash of different things. But I would have loved to have, um, some of those music business courses. And I'm so glad that they're offering that now. Um, and you know, I've had a couple of interns from their program and, Mm um, it's just fantastic to be able to explore, you know, all these different sides of um, music. It's not all just about performing or educating. There's, you know. Obviously, well, I actually tour, have so.
1: a degree in um, in music business. You do. I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I Where got, it got from? from UMSL. Nice. Way back
1: in yeah, and we're talking about in the '80s. Wow. So
0: okay. I think, uh,
1: actually, University of Missouri may have been one of the first schools in the nation to pioneer that music business degree.
0: Now, is there is there a music business degree part of the music department though, or is it part of the business department, or is well, it kind of a
1: blend yeah in 1981 when I started down there I started there in 79 but in 81 when they opened this up um it was a blend it was you okay. had it was actually managed through the school of business sure so it was really tough you had to take all those accounting classes and there was very little music business things to do at that time I think my internship was I actually ran the the, the jazz festival at Umzul. oh fun uh, where we brought in you know um you know people like Louis Belson and uh, I think we might have brought in Ed Shaughnessy, and actually Dizzy Gillespie. Oh wow! And I got to actually trade fours on stage with Dizzy. Really?
0: Gillespie.
1: And uh, and there I think that's no, who's
0: on my wall behind me.
1: Yeah, and uh, there was no uh, <laughs> you know cell phones back then to take pictures sure. or any of that, and you know it was it was amazing. And of course, I looked up at him and, he, and I said, uh, "Dizzy, uh, what should I what should I do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, how, tell, give me some give me some advice, you dad. Just keep doing what you're doing." <laughs> I think that was his way was of saying, "Nice try, kid." (laughs) I like what you were trying. to do. That's really
0: cool. So if I if I need an assistant, I'm going to hire you.
1: There you go. You've done it all. (laughs) I've done a lot of things, (laughs) and uh, being a music educator in a Catholic school, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, having a degree in music business has been very helpful because most Catholic schools um, are set up so that uh, you know the the band directors kind of come in there on a part time basis and kind of manage their own programs from both the you know, educational side and the business side.
0: Okay. You
1: know, good, good, a good background in business can be helpful.
0: Yeah, I can totally see that. I think, um, you know, I, I've spoken with other guests about that side of it, especially if you've got um, an independent musician or a solo musician, it's just, you're kind of out on your own and thrown into this whole big thing and you kind of have to fend for yourself. Um, and a lot of these people don't know what they're doing, and you have to just kind of learn from the ground up. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, you, it's it's unbelievable how much um, business is related to music in any capacity. Um,
1: as you're as you're finding out, right? I mean.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I run a business. Right, but I mean, <laughs> so, you know, yes.
1: see how they all kind of. But yes, with
0: other kind of- performers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah. So more about your. Um, your job with these children with being band director. Tell me more about that. Um, okay. So you do fourth, starting at fourth grade. Um, mm-hmm. What are the primary instruments? I'm assuming you are kind of their first I am. exposure to these instruments.
1: I am. And uh, the, I generally trying to narrow it down. In the Catholic school, you have um, some different uh, scheduling things that maybe my public school counterparts don't have. They, they get to see their kids on a, on a on a, on a daily basis where I get to see them less frequent. So I start the kids on clarinet, sax, trumpet, trombone, uh, baritone, French horn, uh, percussion, um, mallet percussion. So I try and kind of key in those eight areas. Um, okay. Don't get the opportunity to do a whole lot with double reeds uh, and flute, of course, sure. um, and saxophone. So you know, we try and narrow it down as much as we can. And starting a child on a musical instrument is a really important thing. First and foremost, finding the instrument for the child. Uh, I used to, when I started as a band director, many years ago, I've been doing this now. um, I will have completed my 33rd and going into my 34th year. That's fantastic. At at St. Joseph's School. Wow, good for you. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a real blessing. Um, I think it's important to meet with the child and their parents, ask them what instruments they're interested in and actually let them try it. And I do like a mouthpiece test with them. And if they're not getting the sound, if they say they want to play a flute and they can't make any sound out of the head joint, the first part of it, Mm -hmm. you're like, let's try something else. Or if they want to, you know, do the same thing with a trumpet and they can't, they buzz their lips and get nothing. You're like, let's try this. So I've discovered in all my years of teaching, there are two types of people, people that can have an instrument in their mouth, like a saxophone or a clarinet or an oboe um, or, you know, those kinds of people or people who need to play a, a mouthpiece outside of their mouth, like the flute or the trumpet or any brass instrument. So you kind of narrow it down. And then there are some people that can do, they really can't do either, but have rhythm and pitch. And they can play percussion and mallets Mm -hmm. or or guitar, although I don't teach guitar. They have a different set of skills, hand skills versus mouth skills. Yeah. Well,
0: that's interesting. So um, just out of curiosity, and I don't know if we've had this conversation before. um, So you said that you teach introduction on... um, clarinet and saxophone. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And when I went to school years and years ago, kind of the introduction to saxophone was clarinet. Like they would make you start on clarinet before you could even think about saxophone. Is that, obviously you're not doing that. So can you speak a little bit on um, like that process?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really the, still the best way to do it, honestly. Um, I don't do that just because of schedule concerns that I have. So so if I have a child starting on clarinet, clarinet that's going to switch to saxophone, um, I may not have the chance in their fifth grade year because I start them in fourth grade or in the second half of the year in fourth grade whenever I deem the time is to switch to actually work with that child one-on-one and help them make that switch. Okay. So that's that's generally the, the the difficulty for me. I'm by myself. Um, you know, I have all these students. Uh, I do have a little help. I do have an assistant that comes in to help with brass, and he can do some things too. But it's it's just the whole schedule um, uh, conflict that I have to work out. Okay. That's why I do that. Now I do test children, and if their hands are too small to hold the saxophone, or they just physically aren't large enough to play it, then I in fact have them play clarinet. And Is that typically
0: on, the issue? Because there's yeah. not different. I mean, other than the different voicings, it's not like they have smaller versions of saxophone, correct? Correct. Okay. Right. Well, then that, well, I mean, okay.
1: Alto is smaller. Well, they right. start on alto yes. sax. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, but yeah, that's really it. And so if they can't okay. put their fingers around the keys, they just, they're just they not going to be able to play
0: Right. And okay. And then I
1: encourage them to stay on clarinet for a while and then try and, find, try and work out a time in the summer where I can switch them, but it doesn't always work. Hmm. So that's why if their initial interest is saxophone, um, I, I let them try if they're if they're big enough. But I agree completely with the philosophy of clarinet first, then move on okay. to the saxophone. In fact, that's the way I started.
0: Awesome. Okay, so, well, I'm glad to have some input on that. Yeah.
1: yeah I don't you know. Mean,
0: I've got such small hands. I I don't even know if I could fit my hands around the saxophone, but
1: you probably could. But <laughs> I mean, you, I have difficulty
0: a... enough with guitar. It's um, you know, but I've never tried. I um I did percussion. In high school and prior to that, I did um, viola and choir. Those were kind of my
1: well, viola certainly and, and guitar. And you know I, that was my problem. I could never really master this. My uncle it's was so a hard. very good uh, uh, violinist, and I have his violin. And I just I never quite could get that you know and it seems to like bother my hand you know yeah no i
0: i've really struggled with guitar and um and i didn't start learning until i was an adult and i just almost wanted to give up i was like this is not i can't get my hand to bend this way
1: (laughs) right yeah right exactly there's a there's a true (laughs) art. like i'll I'll
0: stick to piano so
1: right yeah yeah well that's uh that's that's another thing that can be difficult for you know for people too getting you
0: know absolutely yes
1: the right thing there. But yeah, I've been fortunate enough to teach and uh, work with children um, again, you know, through nine to primarily by the middle school band director, primarily the Mm -hmm. high school's adjunct, but to focus on that age group. And certainly this whole coronavirus and this whole school year has been uh, very difficult um, for music, you know, you know, as a music educator. um, Right.
0: So what are you doing with that? Are you, um, I know the school year is coming to a close anyways, but did you have to transition your band education to e-learning?
1: I did. I was sort of already set up for it. Um, before we before we kind of talk about that, I just want to say that that music education for for parents that might hear this or anyone that's listening, you know, is really about the the personal experience you have with the educator, whether it's in a private lesson or whether it's in an ensemble. Now. I do believe that people who are doing private lessons online are doing a really good job. So I I promote that, certainly. So if if your child's taking a lesson via Zoom, I think that's fine. I mean, I have actually reached out and and studied with some people during this time um, online. And I think that's okay. It's really when we get into large group setting, large ensembles, that the the magic that happens in music uh, doesn't happen in this environment. Now, having said that, what I did... Uh, I use a program called smart music and smart music. You can find it. If you want to look at it by going to smartmusiccom It's is essentially their method book, thousands of uh, large ensemble pieces. Uh, There's vocal music, there's solo and ensemble uh, things. There's a lot of material on this. And my kids um, for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, maybe have been using this program. So when they, when they join band, they have, their homework is essentially online, okay. so the program allows them to, um, you know, log in, get their "Mary Had a Little Lamb," play mm-hmm. the song, and then the, the computer gives them feedback. Well, you didn't play all these notes right, or you played them oh, all. That's correctly. really cool. Yeah, and okay. then when they're satisfied with their performance, they send it to me. It's auto graded, and then I listen to it and and often submit comments. So there's a loop of, of feedback. Of course, teaching children who are nine to, to use that loop as a challenge. But um, that's what I, so (laughs) transitioning for me wasn't that difficult. So for for me, I I continued to do these assignments on smart music, which my kids already knew about, and then just did some Zoom, you know, uh, classroom meetings with them and and one-on-one and some acapella things with my eighth grade. So that was how I transitioned.
0: Wow. Well, you're you're really fortunate to, um, not only for yourself, but for your students to already be well, familiar and comfortable with that online platform. Yeah. Um, so I know, you know, for us, especially we have an online education platform, but we weren't utilizing it in its full capacity. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, hiccups in the beginning because we had to retrain ourselves of how mm-hmm. the lesson takes place. So, right. um, I think that's wonderful. And that's probably, I'm assuming, um, helping your band overall because, you're you're having all of that um I, um what's the word I'm thinking of? Um
1: well there's structured assignments. Well the structure um, and
0: then you're you're actually knowing that they're playing and practicing because right. it's being recorded and documented versus like a sheet. So let's put an X on the days that I practice. And it's like, well anyone can do that. Right. Yeah.
1: So the kids, <laughs> there's the kids no way to, to, yeah. Right. That's great. The kids have to do something and and I think the challenge for, for kids today and and, and they're I think probably in some ways, maybe this has been good for them, although online learning and transitioning to online learning and all your subjects has been a challenge for a lot of children.
0: Sure. Absolutely.
1: Um, It really has. And uh, you being a mother, you, you know, that, you know, teaching and educating children in any capacity can be a challenge, you know, and, and for me, um, I would say that uh, you know I tried to not put too much on their plate because I knew they were already struggling. Right. So, but practice time in general, yes, it's good to be able to document mm-hmm. how much they practice. But it's good. It's the same old thing. The kids that that really are interested are going to practice. The kids yep. that are marginally interested are going to do what they can and probably take. And the kids that are just sort of interested really aren't going to practice and rush through whatever you give them. Yeah. So, but you're but but I will tell you what what um, online teaching, especially using Smart Music, has taught me. The things that I'm not teaching well, it's been a real uh, um, fact checker for me. It's like, well, you know, gosh, I really didn't do this very well, you know, and and that very well. So so those things have been real eye opening. So you can go back and reteach. Well, the kids didn't understand dotted quarter notes. Well, I got to go back and reteach it.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. And that, you know, that kind of um, that's a great explanation of it. Um, so as far so do you have how do you break up the the different bands like how many different bands do you um typically have during the school year
1: well at st Joseph's school well, i actually have five uh, ensembles i have a fourth grade band okay. uh, which meets once a week and, and for class mixed instruments always um then i have a fifth grade band which meets once a week mixed instruments and once after school and i have a sixth grade band that meets once a week and then um You know, they meet by homeroom, if you will. Mm -hmm. And and then after school is an ensemble. And then the same thing for the 7th and 8th graders. I put them in in the same group together. As a matter of fact, that video clip that you have is primarily all 7th and 8th graders with a few really talented 6th graders sprinkled in uh, in the group. So um, my ensemble sizes are... Range from 30 to 50 kids in in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and anywhere between 65 and 70 in the seventh and eighth grade ensemble. And then I also have a jazz ensemble, which only meets once a week. So I have five ensembles weekly. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: So, I mean, that sounds like a lot of, I don't know what the overall student population is for those grades, but that sounds like a substantial amount of students Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of assuming you're doing something right to uh, so. motivate these kids to think yeah. band is really cool and to want to join to the band once they're of age. That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I have about 200 kids uh, in the program, uh, and uh, the school size is about 900.
0: Okay. So
1: I'm starting from fourth to um, you know fifth grade. So I probably have a, a little over one third, if not a little more than that, in the in the band program.
0: That's really neat.
1: Yeah, it's really Yeah, I brand. mean, you
0: see music just going away in other schools and um that's awesome that you're able to provide such um a wonderful ensemble experience for them and you're not only doing that like you're teaching them
1: yeah. It's really great. Um, you know, I mean, it, you know, I wish I had more time really... with my students. You know, we all do that. And uh, it's really
0: nice. Catholic yeah. school
1: education, that's probably the most difficult challenge is trying to, I call it speed teach <laughs> right. uh, because you don't see them every day. And yeah. uh, and that's really hard to do that. Sure. But, uh, but you know, like anything, you know, kids, if they have the desire to do something, it's pretty amazing.
0: Well, that's, I think that's the, I applaud you on that because without that motivate, I mean, you're, they're seeing their peers play and it, it turns into a really cool thing. So you're providing them with that motivation. So I applaud you on that. Oh, well, thanks. Because um, that's really, um, can, that can be challenging. Mm-hmm. So you had alluded to the, um, we've got a clip here. I'm going to play um, on YouTube from 2016. So this was your seventh and eighth graders primarily, Great. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and this was some kind of a music festival.
1: It is. This is our Catholic music festival held at Bishop De Burg annually Okay. And uh, each group there plays, it takes a turn playing. Um, so there are five bands set up on this gym floor mm-hmm. and, uh, and each group is, uh, is taking a turn playing. And this is uh, our turn to play. And uh, we're, we're playing a piece called uh, Imaginarium, which was a very challenging piece by Randall Stanridge. Um, very challenging. It's a very difficult uh, piece. Uh, this is uh all my bands are really good. This has been, this is one of the most exceptional groups I, I've had the privilege to teach. And while it's not perfect, uh, it's live music, folks. So it's, you know, it's not always, not always <laughs> perfect. Uh, the kids did a really nice job. And this piece is uh, seven minutes long. So, you know, for your listeners, they may want to go out. if They're interested in hearing the whole thing. But play a- Yeah,
0: so we'll play some of it and then we'll stop and chat about it. And then sure. we'll post the whole thing um, so that everyone can see it. Because I thought this was really neat. Um, these kids are clearly very talented and um so we'll start let me get all the way back to the beginning so I really liked the beginning part and it kind of like transitions throughout um
1: there are basically three sort of three ideas um okay the the whole piece is 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 you know your 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 quest through your imagination oh you know so you're you're, you're, you're basically getting a musical expose of, of different moods of your imagination. Oh, I and like then, that. Uh, there's sort of a, a main theme, which you'll hear, and then at the very end, it, it reoccurs. Okay. So it goes from being, you know, real happy, and there are yes. scary moments, and, <laughs> and yeah, it's really, we, we worked really hard on this. All
0: right, well, here we go. Pause right there where it transitions.
1: Okay. okay. Awesome. I, yeah,
0: you must be really proud of these kids.
1: I am absolutely proud of them. That was. Yeah. That was. Now, I didn't actually get to hear the audio, so hopefully. Yeah, it
0: was- I, I figured you couldn't because I've got it streaming through, but it was recording. <laughs> but you, you're watching yourself go, and. Yeah. <laughs> that's always <laughs>
1: that's always entertaining. <laughs> Very entertaining.
0: Well, no, I've never seen you conduct before, so the first time I watched, it, I was like, "Wow, this is like really neat to see you in this whole other element." Mm-hmm. um and you know obviously i've seen you um play live before and you and we've spoken about this i call it the larry johnson bounce <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> you,
0: just because you you can you've got the music just flowing through your whole body and you can just see how passionate you are about the music and um that same thing is happening when you're conducting mm-hmm. so yeah. you can just it's just like Pouring out of you and out I, of. You. I have to so tell it's you that. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> when I came up as a as a as a player, as when I was a young man, um, you know, um, I I guess I didn't I didn't realize how joyful teaching would be. That's why I got a degree in music management, and when I started um, teaching back in 1985 86 um, for the Catholic schools, you needed to have a bachelor's degree to teach um, um, what they called a, a non-core subject at the time. Okay. So so they hired me with a degree in music management and not a uh, certified, uh, you know, education major. Right. So I had no idea that that would be so joyful for me. I had, you know, I mean, I just wanted to play the saxophone. That's all I knew. Right. But I have come to really love it. And, and yeah, the expression of joy and fun to conduct an ensemble, especially one that plays as well as that one, uh, is just... Uh, you know, it's, you can't, there's no there's no way to describe it. It's just awesome. So I think that's been the hardest part for many of my peers and myself during this coronavirus is just being away from our kids. It's been horrible for us because we,
0: yeah, spring is our time.
1: You know, yeah. for, like right now, uh, if uh, the coronavirus hadn't happened, I would be in Sandusky Ooh. riding a roller coaster with my eighth <laughs> grade band. Really? Uh, students. Uh, yes, because we would have been on a band trip. I take my seventh and eighth, sixth, seventh and eighth graders, choir and jazz band, on a band trip each year. Wow! And that's where I would be right now. Um, okay. Be heading to an award ceremony to see it was a competition, so we would see how we fare. And the beautiful thing about about all that is, my kids really don't. They're not worried about first, second, or third place or getting a trophy. They're worried about, you know. Uh, the character of it all for them. You know, there's a whole faith component for us that we we uh, invoke in all this, but it's really super cool. So I know my my, my peers are like me and they're like, this is just horrible. You're just, it's an empty pit. You can't you can't make go away.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure spring do. concert, like what did you guys wind up doing? Did you do anything or? No, we no? couldn't do
1: anything. I mean, you know, I tried to do like an acapella project with my eighth graders, which is, uh, are you familiar with that app?
0: I, I've seen some others using it, but yeah, I've not really, personally. It's,
1: it's really great. Um, basically, you 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 know you you have a, a starter, a, you know if you will starter seed. And somebody records a song and right. they send it on to the next person, next person. Well, you know it's really a lot harder than it looks. Oh, I it, actually,
0: it looks challenging. I would fail at putting that all together. <laughs> yeah,
1: the app is easy, and and the app is amazing. Uh, okay. but you've got to play with good time and you don't get to back up and fix anything. It's, okay. it's, you know, all or nothing. So asking, you know, 14 year olds to play their music perfectly from the oh, beginning gotcha. to the end yeah. can be very challenge, challenging. And uh, a lot so, of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure and, you know, so that's what I tried to do. And um, it didn't work out as, you know, as successfully as I'd hoped. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought about putting other videos together for them um, and in fact, later on, when uh, when this all clears, the eighth grade and I will actually get together and go to a venue of some kind, eat, eat a dinner, and have an awards ceremony, and we'll put together a video. Oh, good. But yeah, I'm
0: sure it's hardest on them because they've all been together for so long, yeah. And you yeah. know, now they're all going. I'm sure in a hundred different directions. Yeah. Um. Wow.
1: Yeah, it, it's been very challenging. So, so yeah. Um. So like that. That particular. Uh, concert uh, that you just heard, we would have taken that song into competition, if you will. Okay. So you know, that's how that would work. But, you know, we don't well, really worry about that part of it. Bummer. Bummer on that. Yeah, but, you know, to, to <laughs> I, I've heard day.
0: positive. I think I've been to, um, so Sandusky, Ohio. What's the name of the...
1: Cedar Point.
0: That's right. I've got a, a hat I wear when I run sometimes from Cedar Point. Um, I went, like, years and years, probably, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago, Um so I'm sure it's all changed, but that would have been you know, I took a band trip um in high school and that was probably one of the most fun things. It's really you know, you bond with your mm-hmm. ensemble.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and we went down to Florida and played at I think the Gator Bowl maybe? Yeah, I don't probably. know, something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean so uh,
0: you know, it was really cool. I, I remember we'd practice, um, you know, we'd march around the parking lots and um Got to go to the beach and the, um, you know, all that fun stuff. So that's, I feel badly for your, your students. Um, Me too. I've to missed that experience, but mm-hmm. hopefully it can be made up in some way.
1: Well, you know, it'll, it'll never, it'll, it'll be lost forever for them. Yeah. And, they, and they understand that, you know, there's, there, there'll be a new light that shines when this is all over. And um, this generation yes. of kids that have um, gone without, that would be our seniors and our eighth graders will mm-hmm. have a completely different perspective on Absolutely. things that, that uh, none of their peers will ever know. But I, yeah. I'll be interested to see how they shaped the world having lived through this. And I think if we went back and looked at the people that went through the pandemic in 1918, it would be a good course in history for everyone to really kind of see that. But you know, it really begins, you know, so much at what you're doing at Shock City Music. I mean, how you're, you know, educating students that, that want to take it to that next place, that want to learn, uh, you know, an instrument in a new way or a better way, or maybe they don't have, you know, the exposure in their school environment. I think what you're, what you're doing through shock city is just really awesome. And well, thank and, you, know, you. I appreciate I that. You well, you're Thanks. welcome.
0: I mean, music yeah. is so important to me. It's been a part of my life, um, mm-hmm. just forever. And I've always wanted to be a music educator, thought I would actually be in the public school system. Um, wanted to get into choral conducting, um, but took a you know slight detour, and I love the business side of it. And I I'm doing some teaching myself. Um, I'm taking on some beginner piano students, um, which is more of a recent thing. But I'm finding that I really enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I can just see that my students really want to be there, and they really want to learn. Right. Yeah. Um, and that makes my job so much easier, and it Absolutely. is so it's so rewarding. And um, so yeah, I just, I just love, I just love it. I just love giving them something um, creative and educational and fulfilling. So.
1: And that's that's it. That's why we do it. Yeah. And that's what makes music people so special. So there is a there is that giving. And it's hard to do that through a screen. I mean, we yeah. are, people are doing it and they are being successful. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, I had a little girl learning to play the flute and she came, came late into the game, uh, but she was, just such an amazing child I, I just i i was able to find some time and just a few summer zoom sessions to her but made a big difference with it's her so we can do it but it's not quite the same
0: it's not i mean i like that you know i've been so very isolated um you know i've been taking all of this very seriously with the social dis- me as well i mean like very seriously like, i've not really i've not gone anywhere i'm not seeing anybody um you know, because I, I have to protect my family and want to protect everything as we move forward right. um, so that I can reopen the school and things like that. Right. Um, but anyways, I, I do enjoy the aspect of having that connection with the students. It's not yeah. the same by any means, but it's still mm-hmm. something. And, you know, me as an adult, I have a different comprehension of things and a different um, maturity about things and different understanding of the world. And, but, you know, children don't get that. Mm. They don't have that. And maybe they're connecting with classmates. Um, but you know, school's going to be over and they're not connecting with their friends in the same way. So I am at least grateful because you don't know somebody's family situation. No. So I'm grateful to be able to provide that. Um, and for our other teachers to provide that, um, it's not really an intimate thing, but it's something that they're sharing that they don't have with their other friends. You know, That's they right. get to still connect with their, their teacher and um, share this experience.
1: Exactly. So
0: I, I feel really positive about that. And I'm hoping that, you know, cause you don't know how somebody is doing or feeling or mm-hmm. thinking right now. And I just, you know, it's not the most normal of situations um, for us to be conducting lessons online, but you know, at least we're, Reaching out and staying connected. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I've even gone as far to tell my teachers, hey, if the kid is not feeling the lesson that day, sing songs, play a game, play, you know, an I found it game. Like, go on a scavenger hunt. Like, I don't care what it is. Make them laugh and smile. Engage with them because then they're going to be ready to um, re-engage with their instrument and be more optimistic for their lesson next week. It's like, it's not about did we learn the B flat scale today? It's like, right. no, we, um, you know, it's that sense of community that we're all missing so much. So
1: right. you're absolutely right. And, and kids are going to, you know, um, in, in one way or another, they're going to find a way through this. And, and I really sincerely only the eighth, eighth graders and seniors of uh, high school and college, of course, or really mostly high school are we the, are going to be the ones that are going to have residue from this. Yeah. The younger kids are going to be able to um, they're very residual, yes. um uh, they're very flexible. um they're 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 going to be able to get through this. and it's not going to affect them in the same way. So uh, resilience is the word, not residual, I was looking no, for. No, I, I
0: understood resilient. what you meant, the, Yeah, resilient. yes.
1: Yeah, uh, so resilient, they're, they're very I said resilient. <laughs>
0: That's,
1: yeah, that, They're very
0: resistant sometimes too. <laughs> yes,
1: they are, but uh, um, you know, so they're, they're going to be able to get through it, okay? But those, yeah. those kids, as I mentioned, they'll be the ones that said, well, I missed out on these important things. So I think going forward, uh, reaching out to those kids now is really important, but really all the kids, but um, sure. lessons are going to be a great, a great thing for them to do. I, I keep telling my kids and now I really have a, a great example of how music is a life skill. You don't have, I'm not the greatest saxophone player on the planet, but I love to play the instrument. Why? Because it's something that makes me feel better. Yes. I'm teaching my, my, uh, uh, sister, uh, recorder during this time. Okay. You know? And, uh, <laughs> it's been very interesting. She's nine years old than I am. And it's uh, been pretty funny, but, uh, and we're using smart music too. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, she said to me the the other day, she said, you know, I, I practiced the recorder, uh, and I noticed that when I got done, I kind of felt like I was in a better mood Mm -hmm. and I went, bingo. Yep. That's what it's about. It it changes our brain. It it, It does does something. So,
0: yeah. And I mean, not only playing, I mean, some people just don't have that musical talent that's natural or just don't have the desire to play, but just listening to music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't need to explain that to you. You already know all that. But, you know, music's the foundation for everything. There's, you know, even through everything we're going through, it's been music that is, um, you know, the forefront of it.
1: Right. Um,
0: Whether it's these benefit concerts or, um, you know, people putting together videos. You can't have a video without music. Right. It's just, it's essential. So. Right.
1: Well, and people are maybe going to discover that. You know, the hope in all this is that uh, you it's know art feeling. doesn't get lost. Yeah.
0: This, mm-hmm. you know,
1: in education because uh, you know we don't know what. I, I really, I truly believe. I think that this is going to be not as big of an issue in the fall as is we're making okay. it. I so I believe. I, I think we'll we'll find out out here in St. Charles where I live. Um, you know, this is, this community's been pretty open for a yeah. while and yep. uh, C- uh, CNN just did a case where they were saying they were le- actually less uh, a drop in the coronavirus. Now I don't take much validity in that. Two weeks from now, uh, we'll see if there's an increase. We'll know if there was a spike, you know, then, then, but if it continues to go downward, we may have already had it and didn't know it, you know.
0: Right, now do you have concerns with having ensembles and especially with, um, you know, woodwinds and brass instruments, things like that, where people have to, pre- you know, do yeah, different breathing and
1: all that I, I, stuff. I do there. I do have some concerns. Um, again, based on what happens in the next few weeks, my level of concern may may go up or down. Uh, watching what's happened out here in St. Charles, um, you know. But yeah, I mean, there's there, you're going to have to probably at, at the very least you've got to be cautious because you don't know. Uh, and so there will be you know social distancing in the classroom for sure, okay. and how that will will affect. My teaching and what we do and how we teach and so on uh, is yet to be seen. I, I can imagine I'll have more classes of smaller sizes okay. um, that will come into my classroom. They'll all have a mask on. They'll be able to remove their mask while they're playing. Put their mask on when they're done. Um, they'll be asked, you know, to have a large, you know, they have to wipe down, you know, their lockers when they get done and throw away their their you know their their sanitary wipes when mm-hmm. they as they getting ready to exit my door. You know, so there's maybe all kinds of protocol. Um, How much of it will really be necessary will really be determined. Those listeners out there, you know, just watch the data from this area, because I really think this will be the telltale, because I'm telling you, people are not necessarily practicing social distancing out here.
0: Okay. Well, and St. Charles has been open for two weeks now. Exactly.
1: Yes, the 8th.
0: And plus, um, you guys were kind of the last to close within this area of St. St. Louis. Yeah, right.
1: So, I have been practicing social distancing. I have Crohn's disease, so I am very very cognitive that I'm sure. going to be sixty i'm going to be sixty so oh wow uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's a kind of a combination that uh, you know uh says you have to be cautious, but uh so it'll be interesting to see how that sure. how that plays out and uh um and we'll and we'll find out but i I hope that we get back to normalcy as soon as we can and you know, for us musicians, you know, I feel for my friend who you just had on Jim Manley, you yes. know, spending his whole life playing in front of an audience, as I have too, but not to the same degree as he. Right. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard not to have that audience and get that feedback and the, you know, the camaraderie with your friends and audience and, you know, it's tough. It
0: is, for sure. Um, Yeah, well, why don't we, let's transition again. And um, so, yeah, you play with Two Times True, is that correct?
1: I do. You do? uh, You still
0: play with them quite, well, not right now, but.
1: um, Quite a bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, Carol Beth True is, um, like Jim Manley, Carol Beth True is one of the treasures we have here in St. Louis.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: I think we need to have a treasures concert and get these, you know, oh, these I people love who, have, that. yeah, just their treasures. I well, mean, you
0: have experience with uh, organizing festivals from your college days.
1: There you go. <laughs> but I don't have time because I'm conducting five ensembles, <laughs> six ensembles <laughs> and trying to practice. But yeah. but truly, I mean, truly that, you know, there, there are a lot of these, I mean, Joe Mancusco did it, you know, with Willie Akins and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and those, uh, you know, we have Freddie Washington still around here and uh, and Paul DeMarinus um, just real icons, real treasures of uh, of our musical community. There's, and there's so yeah, many just, more.
0: Yeah, it's just there's so many wonderful musicians here in St. Louis. I think we are we are so fortunate. And I think a lot of people don't really, um, they don't know what they're, what they're listening to sometimes. Like right. they'll just be out because this one of the things I love about St. Louis is you can go to a casual restaurant, a nicer restaurant, anything in between and just listen to music for free. And it is, I mean, sometimes it's just some guy that is self-taught playing the guitar and singing along, but you've got some qual- actual quality stuff happening. And yeah.
1: Walking in and hearing Dave Black play. I oh, mean, my
0: gosh. Like, I, mean,
1: <laughs> right? I mean, how does it get to be better than that? I, I don't know. Like, and
0: I think people don't realize what they are uh, experiencing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, these people are so fantastic. You are self-included. Um, you know, and so, you, so you do. I know you've got a couple of albums out as well. Is that right? I do. Mm-hmm. You do. Okay. I do.
1: I have uh, the first one is entitled Circles, and uh, the, the the reason I named it that is because it, the one of the when I was a child, uh, one of the biggest musical influences in my life as a young kid was Billy Preston, and when I heard Will It Go Round in Circles, even though it didn't include the saxophone, I just I love that song. You know, people okay. would finally tell me to shut up and stop singing and playing and talk. <laughs> I just love Billy Preston. I just was- uh, That was
0: very uh, influential to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so that song, so when I got the opportunity to record it, uh, make a CD that was one of the songs I included. Oh, neat. And of course the other reason is because uh, whenever I drive anywhere, I just drive around in a circle. I don't have my wife <laughs> to navigate. I'm lost. You're lost. You put me out on a boat and tell me to go oh here or there, you'll never see me again. Just so uh, that was vanished. my first one. Okay, It's yeah. funny. And the second one is called, uh, I'm Just Saying. um, uh, It's a a collection of, uh, again, uh, jazz things and some commercial things uh, and a couple of originals. And I'm just saying as an original, I actually wrote it after hearing the uh, Funky Butt Brass Band at the Webster Jazz Festival. Yeah, Ron Sykes is an amazing man and the whole group. And I heard it, and I just thought, I, I just it, it, that whole thing. So I kind of wrote something out like that, and and then recorded it, and uh, and that became the title track for that. Oh, CD, nice. So I have two of them. You can find two? them on okay. Amazon, uh, obviously, and uh, Apple, Apple, Apple Tune, i, I Music or Apple Tunes, or Apple Music. Um, okay, you can find find both of them on there, and uh, it will play on Spotify and everything. It will play on every every digital streaming source except Pandora.
0: Ah, all right
1: just can't seem to get into Pandora, but
0: Pandora um, is so hard to get approved for musicians. They yeah. are, I don't know. They're very strict. So.
1: And that's okay. I've heard that know? from
0: others as well. And, um, that's okay. There's so many other, you know, streaming opportunities. So, right.
1: Yeah. And pretty much now, you know, you're a musician, you know, you're, you're going to be streaming, you know, and it's, right. it's a good, it's bad, larger exposure, but you know, you don't make much money on live streaming. So, <laughs> People don't really buy CDs anymore. You know, they they may download a song. I do. I've
0: not downloaded anything ever in my life. I'm very old-fashioned.
1: Well, I will. I will that's, download that's someone's CD. I've
0: not, not seen. I've not unless that was the only way I could have access to it. Right. Um. Then I guess I would do that, but I haven't experienced that yet.
1: Yeah, um, I try but, and buy CDs when I can too.
0: Yeah, I, I think just, it's I more like, valid. I mean. Yeah, I mean I guess the musician they're paying for their materials and the production of the physical C D. Um but I just I, I don't know. I just I just prefer that. I just right. like holding something and, you know, seeing it. Um obviously they're still, you know, they're making the same amount whether it's digital or CD, but um, you know, if I can support them in any way, I'm happy to.
1: Right. Um, well, I mean, you know, and I and I feel the same way. You know, I um I, I guess I probably started going more to uh, downloading things. Uh, because it was the access point. Like I could have it immediately. And right. Enjoy it immediately. And and um, but I am like you. I, I sometimes I do both. Sometimes I buy the CD and download it. Yeah,
0: I like it when the CD comes with the download. Yeah. Then I me think too. then I like better. I like the physical thing just like I've got a lot of books. I just I'd rather have the actual thing in front yeah. of me. Um yeah. but I mean I don't even have a CD port in my computer. I've got to have an external if I want to upload it. But I still have a CD player in my car. Right. And, right. um, So, why not?
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm with you. So, of course, now the new cars don't have CD players. Well,
0: mine, I've got a new car and it does, and it's really cool. I can put the CD in, and then it will write the CD onto, I guess, the hard drive of the car. So then it's permanently on the. The car. I, I don't know. I'm oh, not that's much, super cool. I, I don't I know did, how that works, but it does. Wow.
1: Well, that's really awesome. Yeah. What so you it's gotta, yeah.
0: almost like uploading it itself mm-hmm. or downloading it, whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's well, that's, really that's
1: really great. Yeah. My car doesn't do that. So I've got a newer car, two newer cars. Do you have a tape deck in your car? <laughs> Uh, No tape deck. No, no tape deck. Yeah. No, no tape deck. Yeah. No, no, that's unfortunate. I have a lot of really great stuff on, on cassette tapes too. I have like a drawer full of cassette tapes and five rows of CDs and two peaches, two, two record crates full of, you know, albums. Albums.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And my, my daughter who's 26, you know, has taken half of my albums. So super cool to know your daughters at home. Oh, that is awesome. John Coltrane, you know, on, on, on an album, you know.
0: So what's your typical go-to genre for music? If you're just going to be listening as a
1: music consumer,
0: always jazz, always
1: jazz. I mean, I played a lot of commercial music in my life and listened to a lot of commercial music and, you know, I had a 30 year career playing commercial music and I love it and I love it. I love all kinds of music. So I'm not a musical snob at all. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I just, um, you know, and I, I I listen to a lot of different music when I'm presenting to children. So I have a whole different genre from jazz to classical to contemporary concert band music to right. traditional. So there's so much in Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but when I listen for me, I, I like to listen to learn, and okay. um, so I listen to a lot of. Uh, I'll certainly go back and listen to the masters always to the masters of jazz. Period. But I also like to listen to the new artists that that are out there and what they're doing because, uh, it's pretty incredible. So, um, although I, I play, certainly, I guess I would categorize my, my playing as being on more, more traditional side, I guess, but, um, I like it all. One of my favorite new contemporary saxophone players, he's not new, he's been around for a little bit, is, uh, uh, Bob Reynolds. And I, you know, uh, he's an amazing saxophone player that does different things. And, okay. and Chad yeah. left the Brown is a younger guy, that's, uh, I mean, this guy is amazing. I, I tell people I I, I want to play like him in my dreams. You <laughs> sure. know? So there's a lot of really great players. So that's it. But I, I like all music. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to anything. I just, I, I like to listen to learn when I'm listening. That's what I'm doing.
0: Okay. Well, cool. Huh. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, there's all sorts of reasons why I listen to music. A lot of people, I would say, default to, you know, enjoyment, relaxation. But I think that's really neat that you're always wanting to learn and... Mm-hmm. Um take get something more to take from it. So
1: right. Every yeah, all the time. That's because great. there's there's so much when you study a piece of music and you and you listen to what mm-hmm. someone's doing and you think about it and you I really like that. And you try and work it into your own plane and sure. You know, it's like reading it's like reading a you know a novel, you know, so much more than just what's on one page there's,
0: no, I'm sure that really it. um, you know, I'm not a performer myself, so I'm just kind of making an assumption here, but um my assumption based off what you're saying is it probably really helps um your playing skills
1: yes you know the goal mm-hmm. is and my goal as a musician uh you know as as musicians go i'm kind of somewhere in the middle of all of it you know because it's just you you kind of assess your own and i'm fine with that you assess your own skills right right i mean we all do we all know what we're what we're gonna i'm not gonna go out there and run a marathon you know, I might run down the block. You know, this just my skill level. <laughs> chase the <okay>? dog. <laughs> might chase the dog, right, you know? Uh, right. So, so you kind of get comfortable with that. But but you have personal goals. Like, my goal is that when you hear me today, I'm going to sound, you know, hopefully good. And then when you hear me six months from now, I still want to sound good, but I don't want to sound exactly the same. I want you to be able to come out and say, I noticed some different things about what you're doing. So every time someone hears me, or at least over a period of time... There's something new to what I'm okay. doing, Neat. whether it's some new vocabulary, a, a new song, something, and that's the only way to only way to do that is to just to listen to. One.
0: No, I think that's really wonderful. I think it's, you know, really inspirational to know that um, there's always room to improve on a personal and professional level. I think that's incredible.
1: Yeah, and I learned that from Carol Beth True.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, speaking back to that, so we had. Um, Spoken a little bit that you play with um, Two Times True. Do you guys have mm-hmm. any shows on the horizon?
1: <clears throat> um, well, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be hard to say with uh, everything that's happening. I know we'll be on the Webster um, uh, faculty series in the fall for sure. Okay. Um, um, uh, we play regularly at a place called Parkside Grill. Right. Uh, usually the last Friday or Saturday of the month. Um, and then we...
0: But no, you know, no word of that resuming...
1: Not as, not as, not as yet. So, okay. um, but yeah, we, we play regularly several times a month, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I play, and other things that I do, I play with guitarist Randy Bear, who's mm-hmm. an amazing great. guitarist. Yeah, you've heard Randy with Jim. Yeah, he's an amazing guitar player. Uh, I played with a place called rendezvous cafe with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's
0: out a in a O'Fallon.
1: Fallon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Off highway K. Uh, again, that hasn't resumed yet. Hopefully it will. Sure. Uh, and then okay. I've had the, uh, recent, uh, good fortune to play with trumpeter who actually vibes now and vocalist Joe Bozzi. Okay. Who, uh, who was a jazz icon for many years. Uh, doesn't mm-hmm. play too much trumpet anymore, but, uh, he still, um, plays and his band is always, always really good. Uh, features another one of my favorite musicians, uh, 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 Bob Rao uh, okay. on, uh, on, on, you know, Oregon and, or Keybase. Yeah. Panel. Lovely. So, uh, yeah, those are just, just some of the people that, and then whoever else, I get the good fortune to kind of play sure. with from time to time.
0: I mean, it's also fun seeing you sit in sometimes. Um, yeah, right, and yeah. you're part of the Manly Christmas show right. every year, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's always fun. Jim, Jim has kept that going for a while. And, and of course I have a, you know, a, a three four decade history with Jim Manley uh, yeah you know so you know um I was just looking Gosh. at a picture of him this morning uh when he was like 17 years old oh my
0: goodness maybe he was
1: 18 maybe he was 19 I don't know I was in a, it was in a 1974 when we both played in a in a high school group it was a summer works project from in the city oh you were in
0: the same group together
1: we were in that group together oh in 1974 wow. so the first time I played with him was in 1974
0: oh my goodness I didn't and realize it went back so far
1: yeah, it actually did. Now Amazing. we we really weren't we really weren't friends then because I was just a you know a, a an eighth grade kid, was, <laughs> <Yeah>. you, know, <laughs> you know the privilege of playing with all these high schoolers in the yeah. summer band thing that we did. Then we reconnected in nineteen eighty in eighty two, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, and then wow. that was fantasy, and uh, we played together yeah. for yeah for decades. Long
0: history. It's Long really, history. <laughs> really yeah. neat.
1: Yeah. So that's good. You know, it's good it's stuff. Awesome. It's good. Yeah. You.
0: Well, what are you going to play for us?
1: Okay, so um, I'm going to do. Hopefully, this is really working. And uh, it's still working. <laughs> still, still working. I think still uh,
0: still I'm, turned on.
1: <laughs> still still turned on. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear the audio. Okay. Yes. I'm just going to play something very short because your listeners didn't, you know, log in to hear a concert. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's uh, it's actually a tune called "Mo Better Blues." Okay. Uh, it's a real short uh, eight-bar blues form, and uh, I'm going to play the melody and then take one chorus and then the melody out and. That's it. And I Ooh. just kind of threw this together really quickly because I thought it would just be kind of fun. Yeah. And I'm going to use I'm a excited. program called called Band in the Box. And uh, many Band musicians are familiar with that, of course. And it's it's kind of hokey, but it's the best we can. Let's see. Make sure you can hear my saxophone. Hear it okay? We're good. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So we're going to give this a go, everyone. And hopefully uh, uh, it'll, it'll sound okay. This is the tune. Yeah, just something short and sweet, but. Oh, okay.
0: thanks. Nice. Oh, I, I didn't even know that.
1: That.
0: <laughs> well, that was great, and you oh, had some of yeah, your bounce going even from the that. chair.
1: Hopefully, that yeah. Just I think glue. it just—it just, just, just naturally you know, happens. People, with you, uh, so. people always <laughs> like blue, so. <laughs>
0: great. Awesome.
1: Well.
0: Yeah. No, that was nice.
1: It's yeah, been a while a since I have heard anyone play sax, so I don't know what it sounds like. I mean, this, we
0: we you know, listen to jazz a lot here, here at home, but, but it it's okay. you know, yeah.
1: Well, well, thanks. I appreciate that. That's uh, that's the one. But hopefully, uh, the we'll one make one you part a, of, uh, sound as good as that, you do. Sound people you have complimented most of my life <laughs> is that why I may not be playing yeah. all the greatest stuff. They always love my sound and and. Uh, I don't know if there's a proper way to. You do have a.
0: You have a very. Yeah. I would. I don't know if I'm describing this properly. If you would agree with it, but I think it's warm no, and rich. That's um, It's very lively and energetic, and um, that's what makes you unique. So I, you know, I think your tone. Your tone well, is good. A, I'm by no means we, an expert to, to on full this. A but circle, I think that's got, creating a voice. Um, great tone. Yeah.
1: And- I you have your own voice. You know. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for for inviting me to this today, Jen. Yeah. I.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful.
1: I look forward to being out. In
0: yeah, room. thanks so yeah. much. I yeah. uh, look Listen. forward to seeing you out. in I'm public on summer again. break right now.
1: I mean, the school ended for me Friday. <laughs> and, sure. Uh,
0: I know you've yeah, got summer yeah, break. coming So we, coming we stopped up, a little so. sooner
1: than most of the public schools, and uh, so now I'm just waiting for direction yeah. on how to come. Oh kind wow! Wrap really? Okay. I actually usually teach summer okay. band with my kids, and. Uh, do a parish picnic at, uh, Mark Parish has a wonderful picnic sure. and I usually put together a, an adult concert band. So if you ever want to play percussion, you're more than welcome.
0: Oh,
1: I'll let you know. It's usually, well, I don't
0: really, of course, I would actually really kind of love that.
1: We're, we're all adults. It's,
0: I can't promise it's, it's, anything. It's fun. I mean, I it's think it's
1: fun. I no, think my rhythm's
0: working. okay. I can, you know, Got read it. some charts, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we have a,
0: Playing some, I don't know, yeah. timpani or, I don't, really?
1: Or you know, the marimba. I always thought the marimba was, was beautiful. That, like that if are, I had are, the space in my house
0: for marimba or the money out. to buy mm-hmm. one.
1: Yeah. Uh, look at, uh, I think, yeah, I think Yamaha does, but uh, what's the other company? Really? I, I can't think of it, but you can find, they're small enough marimbas. They sit on an X stand, about that hmm. wide, full bars they're beautiful. Um, so yeah. Yeah, you should.
0: Really? Okay. Interesting. I might look into that for the school. I mean, I don't have the space for it here at my house. I've got a gigantic.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, right. Sure, it does. Kind of vintage right. antique yes. upright but, piano. But they're really awesome. Uh, I mean, uh, that but takes yeah, we up do this Paris picnic. And, uh, I have about 60 so adults they're. that. Uh, massive. I, just, I will. I will. Yeah, you can bring your. Children out there, rides and games wow. and food. Wow. Well, if that we happens, do keep me informed. Because that uh, we, would be a lot of fun. Two, two, two rehearsals that we do, and then we hmm. uh, then we play. It's fun, and not everybody makes every rehearsal, but but who knows if that's all going to happen or not. But I do that in the summer, and, uh, okay. and then uh, uh, my children are supposed to play the national anthem at Bush Stadium on August the 16th. Who knows if that's oh, going to happen? It'll be like our, I don't know, 16th year doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, neat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But you mean your band children, not sometimes. your.
0: Oh, okay. uh, yeah, but my, my. I didn't know if you meant your. We talked uh, about your your daughter earlier. Yeah, it really
1: is. It's great. Yeah, me too. And if it doesn't, we'll do it. Oh, next that is year, such but, a yeah, neat yeah,
0: experience. So well, hopefully to, that'll. To, to do that, I hope so. that'll happen okay. for them. You bet. Yeah. Thanks. For sure. Well, thank you for and, being and probably, here. And again, I look forward to seeing you out. Yeah, in the I'm sure I will. Soon. And we'll, we'll, we'll raise be a glass. we about and, uh, all this, uh,
1: behind <laughs> us in, so.
0: Hopefully, you'll enjoy some of your summer. So you as
1: well. You. All right. Good luck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Larry. Glad to see you're doing well. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. All right, bye. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. That was Larry Johnson. He is a local educator. He works at um, St. Joseph's Catholic School in Cottleville. He teaches 4th through 8th grade and he is also a professional performer here locally in the St. Louis County area and St. Louis area as well. So you can find him online. Um, He's got a website presence and we will post that in our comments here. Um, Also, you can find his music online on Apple and Spotify. All right, thanks for joining us and we will see you next time.